It is the big day. Lottery day. Our lottery championship is on the line. We'll talk a little bit about what to think about the lottery, but today's podcast is about the big board. Who the Magic should go for and what their strategy should be if they're going to keep their picks. All on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don Magic today is May 16th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, your reigning, defending, undisputed lottery champions put their title on the line. It is lottery day. We're going to go over the big board and more specifically what the Magic should be looking for from this draft, what I hope they find. The prospects that I like already uh, and the prospects that I kind of think the Magic should avoid. We'll get to all that as we get early into the draft process here, at least on this show, coming up in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you uh, making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by the download by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It is the lottery day. Um, you know, it's it's a day that is so completely out of your control, and and a day that uh, futures are made. To be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I, I, I think we could sit here and say that the Orlando Magic are viewing this lottery day very differently than the lottery day last year. Last year, it was essential that the Orlando Magic win the NBA draft lottery. It was essential that they come away with one of those top three picks, that they, they find a way to get that starring player. And as positive and as excited as we are about the franchise currently, it is no doubt because of what happened roughly a year ago today. I don't think it was exactly a year ago, but roughly a year ago today. Roughly a year ago today, the Orlando Magic's future changed. And while there was an intense debate over the following month, about who the Magic should take with the first pick. And again, ultimately the Magic seemed to have taken the right guy in Paolo Bancaro. Everyone knew that the future had suddenly become clearer. And absolutely sitting here today, the Magic's future is a lot clearer. As we sit here today with the Magic having a 9% chance of winning the lottery, uh, sixth best odds to win the the lottery, um, winning the lottery isn't essential. It's nice. We're not going to turn down Victor Wembenyama, a once-in-a-generation uh, prospect, you know, probably the most highly rated and most anticipated prospect to come into the NBA, maybe since LeBron. Um, you know, there have been some Hall of Famers since, including our own Dwight Howard, 
there was an intense debate about Dwight Howard, if you remember, uh, in, 2004, in 2004. But this is a this is a day where the Magic aren't reliant on luck anymore. And I think that's got to be the way you look at this, lo- this draft lottery. Yes, it, it would be incredibly nice to get into that top four. To, to, to jump up once again, to, to spur the odds, to get the number one pick and get Victor Wembanyama, to get the second pick and have your choice of Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, to get the third pick and have the leftovers of what's left, to get the fourth pick and have the debate about Amen, Asar, Amen or Asar Thompson or, or, or even someone else. Having that flexibility to maybe move in and around the draft to get more assets to make your team better. At the end of the day, what the Magic are looking for at this draft lottery is not a foundation. For so long, draft lotteries came and draft lotteries went, and the Magic simply needed a foundation. They needed luck to cover for their bad drafting. They needed luck to deliver them a vision, to deliver them a crystal clear idea of what this team was going to be. And that's not where we're at anymore. We got that. And so now we look at this draft very differently. We look at this draft lottery very differently. Look, I will sit here and tell you my draft idioms that I will break every time I talk about draft prospects. Talent should still win. Take the best player on your board, no matter the, no matter if the fit's clear, as long as there's a clear path for that player to play and contribute to your team. Um, don't overthink things. Don't get sucked into a player's flaws. Focus on their strengths and what they can bring your team. Know that every single one of these guys needs to get stronger, is going to get better. They're 18, 19 years old. There is a long road ahead of them. Keep things simple when it comes to the draft. Please replay that for me. I'm going to mess that up as we get as we dive deeper into these prospects, as we start picking nits, as we start pulling these guys apart and figuring out what the right call is. But the way the Magic view this draft is necessarily different. Paolo Bancaro has changed that. Franz Wagner has changed that. The fact that the Magic jumped up to 34 wins and look like they have an extremely bright future, look like they have, as we talked about yesterday, the flexibility to go out and make a big move when they're ready. The fact that they seem to have everyone now falling into a role that suits them best Now the Magic aren't in the lottery business. The Magic will take whatever pick they get today. And they will, at least we hope, make the most of that pick. They will add someone to this team that fits a need. That fills a role on this team, both in the near and long term. And puts them in a position to make the postseason to take that step up, to level up, as Jamal Mosley likes to say. The Magic do not need to win the lottery tonight. And that is the first time in a decade that we have said that. The Magic do not need the ping pong balls to bounce their way. We are not sitting on pins and needles. Yes, please go to the draft watch party. Celebrate with other Magic fans. I'm going to be down there. Appreciate our friends at the Six Man Show for helping set that up. I'm going to be down there for a little while to, to hang out and say hi. Please celebrate with Magic fans. We, we made it to this part, at least. And the Magic have enough to keep growing. 
they don't need that foundational piece anymore. And again, no one's going to complain if they get it, if they get another one of these guys. They have their foundation set. And this summer, this offseason, this draft is about adding to the collective, adding to the group, and helping make this group better. This draft, as much as you don't want to draft only on need, is about need. What does this Magic team need to make the next step? Besides veteran players, which perhaps trades are in the offing when it comes to this draft and it comes to draft night down the road, what this Magic team needs are pretty clear. I've said this several times as we've talked about the draft, as we've done uh, fake spins, and and we may do one more here at the end of the show, um, one final fake spin at the end of the show. Um, To me, the number one goal on draft night this year is to get shooting. It doesn't matter if it's in the form of a player that they draft or a player that they acquire. The Magic need to come away on draft night, June 21st, I think, uh, whichever Thursday that is, June 21st or June 22nd. They need to have a shooter in their back pocket to set up their offseason. That is my number one A1 need for this team. Get some shooting. And and this team needs to value shooting. Beyond that, I think they need a an above-the-rim rim protector, an above-the-rim shot blocker. I think that they need a... Uh, I think that they will need a uh, a backup forward, uh, someone who can fill in Jonathan Isaac's minutes if he's not able to stay healthy, but can switch between the three and the four to give them some depth at that four position. I think generally this team does need more guard depth, but that's mostly shooting depth. Not shooting guard depth, but shooting depth. Um, and, and really... The Magic just need more players that they can rely on for consistency. And obviously, rookies aren't the answer for that. So what the Magic do this summer is going to be a mixture of adding young players through the draft, but also adding key veterans to support and bolster this team. Because at the end of the day, the Magic's success in 2024 is going to come down to internal improvement. The success for this Magic team is going to come down to whether the Magic get the right supporting cast around their key players to help them be their best. And ultimately, it's going to come down to whether Paolo Bancaro makes a sizable leap from what was a fantastic and historic rookie season into an all-star career, or hopefully a perennial all-star career. And that's unfair pressure to put on. There's going to be some struggle, obviously, as there is with all young players. There's so much of what this Magic's doing was this, was built and added with what happened a year ago on Draft Lottery Night. So how do the Magic fill those needs? Who do they look for in this draft class? We're going to go over some of the prospects, start introducing you more in a little bit more detail uh, who these prospects are as we get ready for the NBA Draft Lottery. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a word from our friends over at Game Time. I have, I'm off from work my day job. Uh, I'm off from work Wednesdays and Thursdays. And so I get a real special treat on Wednesday. I am so excited. I'm going to get to go to an Orlando City home game. I'm very, very excited to see the, see the Lions take on the Pigeons of New York City FC. That is their actual nickname. Laugh at them later. They don't even have their own stadium yet. Also laugh at them later. I'm going to get ready to go to the game. And I'm going to use the Game Time app to make sure I get the best price and get into the game late because I'm buying my ticket late. I don't have time to really look for tickets all the time. 
Game time is going to be my go-to source to make sure I have my seat or my standing spot if I'm going to be in the supporter section for this big rivalry game between Orlando City and New York City FC. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So like I said, my priority on draft night, and we're still more than a month away, we're still about a month away, a little bit more than a month away, from draft night, we're going to dive into a lot of these guys in a lot more detail. So this, the point of this podcast is to start setting the table for who the Magic are going to look at. And, and you know, obviously, Victor Wembanyama, Scoot Henderson, and, and Brandon Miller are your top three. And Brandon Miller is a fantastic shooter. Uh, my concern with him is the fit and the path for him to play. Um, because he is so good, I, I do worry about sliding Franz to the two. Um, so I tend to lean Scoot Henderson, although Scoot is not nearly not nearly uh, the shooter that Brandon Miller is and not a, a especially efficient shooter yet, but Scoot's also someone who can get to the lane at will. The big question for the Magic when it comes to making sure they get shooters is what happens if they land four? Do they go for a guy? Do they go for Amen and Asar Thompson, both of whom, uh, especially Asar, measured out really well. The, the wingspan, we're going to do the wingspan joke later. Don't worry. We're going to get into combine measurements and all that later on in the week. I got to go through them all. Give me a, give me a break. But um, between the Thompson twins, and we've talked a little bit about them, the Thompson twins played an, over, an overtime elite last year. Really tough league to judge and, and figure out uh, what's real and, and what isn't uh, with, with that league and, and how much you can trust the numbers. But Amin and Asar Thompson were both exceptional in that league. Um, they both do struggle to shoot. It is something that they both acknowledge they have to work on. Asar seemed to develop a little bit more as a shooter. He's a little bit more of a defender. I think he fits the Magic's eye, although Amen is certainly a much more dynamic athlete. Uh, 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 they're both really athletic, but Amen's a little bit better at getting to the basket and finishing at the rim, where Asar is, it can get there not, not nearly as good, but is a better jump shooter. That's going to be the tricky balance. Uh, neither of these guys are specialists, but like I said, talent still has to win, especially if you're drafting that high. If you're drafting fourth, talent needs to win. Don't settle for a role player because the player doesn't fit. Um, you know, again, that's the trap Golden State maybe fell into, taking Jonathan Kuminga over Franz Wagner. Uh, but, you know, you, you need a guy that fits, that has a path to play, but you shouldn't shy away from upside. And so... I do think that if a, if the Magic are drafting fourth, I do think they take one of the Thompson twins. Um, a lot of people have been pitching me Cam Whitmore. I've seen a lot of mock drafts put, put Cam Whitmore at six, uh, the, the forward from Villanova. Um, and there's a lot to like about Whitmore. I, I've watched some tape on him. He does have a lot of the shots in his bag that, that I think he will need to have. He is good at shooting. A little, he, is, he can shoot off the dribble, can hit the pull-up three. But he's got some red flags that really scare me. Um, this is a ball-dominant driver who averaged only 12 points per game, didn't take a lot of shots, but doesn't pass, didn't have a lot of assists. 
only shot 70% from the foul line. And, and to me, that is a humongous red flag. Um, you have to be able... I mean, you, have, you talk to NBA pundits uh, and NBA draft people, they will tell you free throw shooting is a better indicator of future three-point shooting than college three-point shooting because college three-point line is much closer than the NBA line. It's a full like foot and a half, two feet in. Um, that 70% free throw shooting is just like a no-go for me. I, I'm honest... I'm not out on Cam Whitmore. I got to watch some more tape. I got to do some more study on him. There are things that I like about his game. He's a tough dude. He's a physical dude. Um, I think the Magic do need to get some more physicality on their team. But that, but that to me, again, shooting is so important. I don't think he makes up for the lack of shooting like the Thompson Twins might be able to. If you're looking for shooting specialists, the two guys in this draft to know are Grady Dick and Jordan Hawkins. Grady Dick is widely considered to be the best shooter in this draft. I have him pretty high on my board. I think that if the, if he, I honestly, I think if the Magic are drafting sixth, unless Asar Thompson slips and maybe there might be a reason for that, it would not surprise me if the Magic take Grady Dick at six. Um, uh, I, I think that I, it would not surprise me if he if they think he is that good of a shooter. Um, that's where you go. He's a smart player. He's got good size. He's not like some small shooting guard who's just a, a good shooter like JJ Redick was. Um, although he's not the shooter that J.J. Redick was. Um, but Dick can shoot off the move, can hit the spot up, can hit the pull-up three on occasion. Um, has good size, so he might be able to, to grow into his defense a little bit more. But you're getting a guy who's really just a shooter. The guy that I really like, and the guy that should be available at 11, although I think he's going to climb draft boards, especially as he works out more, uh, UConn's Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins actually had a better free throw percentage than Grady Dick. Um High volume three point shooter shot six seven threes per game. So did Dick. So you know again those those two are my probably two best shooters in this draft. I really really like Hawkins. Has good size. Can can shoot off the move. He's more of a two guard than a three than a three. So I don't think he'd be able to play him up at the three. He'd probably stick to the two. Um, but he's got good size. Maybe not the most laterally quick, but he can shoot off the move. Can can get to the basket. Finish with some athleticism and some burst. He's a really, really impressive player. I, I, he's really climbed draft boards, especially as UConn got more in the spotlight. And, and honestly, just the more you watch him play, uh, I really do feel like the more you see like, okay, this guy has a clear fit and a clear role with this Magic team. Um, that is such a huge deal. And so to me, if the Magic come out of this draft with one of Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins, that's going to satisfy me as far as getting a shooter in this draft, as far as getting a player who can conf- who can confidently and competently shoot uh, and add that spacing element to this team. Um, I'm, look, I will say I have a Sar Thompson ranked ahead of Amen Thompson, ahead of his brother on my big board. I'm going to pull up my big board here. So if I freeze here for a little bit, um, that's because my computer hates me. Uh, but um, I have a men. I have a Sar Thompson over Amen Thompson because of the shooting need, because of the shooting potential that he's shown already. But look, I, I, I think I think both Amen and Asar are just more talented. They have potential star written all over them. So I would take them uh, kind of after that initial group. So if either of them are available, I would take them. But you know, you look at the rest of it. I have Grady Dick seventh on my on my draft board. I have. Jordan Hawkins eighth, and, and and Hawkins is probably going to be available at the Magic if the Magic do get the Chicago pick. Um, Dick probably won't last that long, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic take take Grady Dick at six. You'll note I didn't say who I have number five. Um, who I have number five might surprise you, and it's going to fill that other need, that backup forward need that I talked about earlier. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. 
But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at PrizePix. NBA basketball is back. Our NBA Sabbath is over. Thank the Lord. Um, and the Million Dollar Daily Superflex promotion is still going on through the NBA Finals. Every day of the NBA playoffs, one PrizePix user is going to win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time will be randomly selected each day. And whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Four correct picks gets you 16 Gs. Five correct picks gets you $80,000. That's $1,000 a G? I think it is. Um, and six correct picks gets you $1 million. That's, uh, that's what? I don't even know what that is. That's 1,000 Gs. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner. PrizePix is daily fantasy truly made easy. There's no complicated salary cap or scoring systems to remember. It's just you versus the projections. All you do is pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their PrizePix projections, whatever you pick, you can win up to 25 times your money in any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's you versus projections available, which gives you the advantage over the house, or maybe it doesn't. It gives it gives you the advantage because it's all about you. It's not about what anyone else does. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport you watch. You can even mix and match sports if you want to get that NBA and NHL action in. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. So we've gone over, uh, what is it? Uh, seven of my top eight on my big board, and obviously the Magic are in line to draft six, so they'll probably get one of these eight players. Um, uh, if the odds are correct, they're going to get one of the eight guys that we've talked about, and that's uh, that, that we're going to talk about. But, you know, and, and that eight being Victor Wembenyama, Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, Amen Thompson, Asar Thompson, Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins. The one guy I haven't talked about, number six on my big board, is UCF's own Taylor Hendricks. Um, I, I think, you know... I think that the Magic do need to find some forward depth. Um, I think they got caught a little thin at forward at times this year. Um, and they need someone that fits their, their versatile profile, can give them cover if Jonathan Isaac is out, can play alongside Jonathan Isaac it needs to. And what I like about, what I like about um, Hendricks is he gives something the Magic don't really have right now, and that is true rim protection, true above-the-rim rim protection, and a true lob threat. Um, I do think that is something the Magic are really missing, and it's going to come back uh, as a theme as we get through the playoffs. On top of all this, Hendricks is a pretty solid shooter. Shot 38% from three, not afraid to shoot it, not afraid to work the perimeter, can do a line drive to the basket, can run out and transition, can work the post a little bit. I don't think he'll do a lot of that in the NBA. Obviously, the NBA doesn't post up as much as college does, uh, but I, I think there are multiple ways that you can use him. He can be a great screen and roller. There's just a lot to like about his game. And I think especially for this Magic team, I don't think he'll be number six on everyone's board, but for this Magic team, he checks off a lot of boxes 
that this team needs, that this team needs to have and, and, and that this team needs to see. Um, and so I really like Hendricks in this spot. I really like Hendricks uh, as a guy that the Magic could and probably should take with the sixth overall pick, um, you know, if, if that's where they land. Um, because he fills a clear need. He's going to be able to play a little bit. And, and, and you know, he's, he's good enough that he's going to be able to contribute, but he's not maybe star good. Um, again, talent should win. If a guy can be really good and still give you something, you go for it. Um, I, I think that Taylor Hendricks has a lot of things that the Magic need. From the shooting need, although I, don't, I would count him as a shooter in my Magic Must Get a Shooter list, um, but he gives you some outside shooting, gives you that outside threat, and he protects the paint really, really well. Some of the other fours in this draft, um, frankly, you know, don't give me the great vibes. You know, we talked a little about Kim Whitmore and how I'm a little bit off on him. I have him number nine on my board. Number 10 on my board is Jairus Walker of Houston. Now, Jairus Walker is getting compared a lot to Draymond Green, and I think that comparison is apt, although I don't think he's as as good as Draymond Green, as versatile as Draymond Green, but he's this really smart player, just kind of a glue guy, sits in the dunker spot, gets dunks, sets good screens, able to work the, work the high posts a little bit as a passer, which is something the Magic really, really like, defends really, really well, defends above his size. I think I saw his measurements today at the Combine. Measured at six foot six without shoes, which was a little bit of a concern, but had a wingspan of over seven feet. Um, so put him on the list. We'll, 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 get, we'll get to it, I, I know. But... To me, for the Magic at least, Walker's lack of, of on-ball skills or a lack of shooting skill especially really makes him a tough sell for me. Um, I, I find it really tough to believe that he's the right option for this team. When you look at other forwards, there are not a lot of other forwards in this draft. So if the Magic do want to use the draft to fill this backup forward need, Taylor Hendricks with that first pick is the, is the goal, is the guy you go for. Um, again, I'm not gonna sit here and predict trades. Uh, you know, free agency certainly still on the offing. I haven't gone. I've gone through some of my list of free agents. I haven't seen a lot of forwards that I'm particularly excited about. I've seen more shooters that I like, whether it's Bruce Brown, whether it's uh, Max Struess, whether it's Gary Trent Jr., whether it's um, who else I have on my list of shooters. There's there's a, there's there's a, uh, Austin Reeves. Um, I, I feel more confident getting adding a second shooter through free agency than I do getting a, a forward. And, and again, the other thing that I think the Magic do need, uh, which they will not address in this draft, is a backup center. I think the Magic will have to spend their free agency time or their trade energy finding a backup center. I I, I, I like Mo Wagner. I like Gogo Batadze. I only like one of them for this upcoming upcoming season. I think they're both really third centers that you can rely on in spots, but I think they do have really serious holes that, that keep them from maybe consistently being, at least on a championship team, being... Uh, being that backup center uh, and holding that down, especially when you have Wendell Carter, who, frankly, at this point, you have to expect to miss around 15 to 20 games uh, every single year. Other guys to keep an eye on that I do think have a lot to prove, um, Anthony Black of Arkansas, really good defender as a guard, just really uh, just struggles to shoot. Um, a couple other players that you might need to see more from, uh, Bryce Sensabaugh, uh, Lake Highland Prep alum, go Highlanders, um, Ohio State, Ohio State player, Really big body for a small forward. Can shoot a little bit off the dribble. Not probably going to be good enough to drive into the lane and, and get baskets. But with that second pick, if you're looking to take a little bit of a swing and, and hit a double or a triple, Bryce Sensabaugh does have a little bit of star quality to him. He gets to the line a decent amount. Um, can, hit, can hit threes off the dribble. 
Um, and so I do, I do like him a little bit, but you know, there's just inconsistency about him, especially on the defensive end, that I think uh, concerns a lot of people. Nick Smith Jr. is another guy. He's a guard from Arkansas as well. Came into the came into this class and the season with a lot of hype. The injury really slowed him down. He's able to score a lot, but just really, really inconsistent. The same thing with Keontae George. Um, Keontae George had a really good start to the year, really struggled in some big games, really struggled to close the season, and that's why he's ultimately kind of at the tail end of the lottery. Other shooters to keep an eye out is Jet Howard from Michigan, but I think he's probably not really in the offing with either of the Magic's picks. I will say this. I, I do think that this draft starts to really dip around pick 14, 15 right after the lottery. So the Magic, I think, are going to be able to get two quality players. There are two players in this in that group of 14 that I've just talked about that I am comfortable taking. I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, relatively taking all 14 of those players to vary to varying degrees. Um, you know, Jairus Walker and Cam Whitmore are kind of the two guys that I just I just don't think fit what the Magic need. Um, you know, but they're both really talented and good players too, and and, and they're going to help someone if if they get into the right situation. They're going to be quality players in this league. So you always got to remember that situation and fit matter. So what do the Magic need? That's, that's again, what this draft is about. Filling needs, filling in this foundation. And again, to me, that makes Tuesday that much easier. Yes, we'd all love to get Victor Wembenyama and, and completely rule the NBA again like the last time the Magic got back-to-back number one picks. But the reality is, there are 14 players that are going to help this Magic team, that can help this Magic team in some way. Um, if they develop properly, if they put in the work properly, we know the Magic are going to vet out anyone who's not going to do the work. The Magic will find people that want to work. That's 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 a big thing about this organization, about this young team. All those guys want to work. I was just watching Jalen Sugg's social media and, and the work that he's already putting in to, to, to improve his jumper. Um, these guys want to work, and, and they're all good kids, and, and I think that's, that's a huge thing for this team. But again, Orlando has a lot of things that they need to address, and, and they're going to start addressing it on draft night. And obviously, the path forward gets laid out with the NBA Draft Lottery. That's going to do it for me, though, today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'll have my immediate reaction to the NBA Draft Lottery on there. We'll try and do a Locked On Now, so, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned to my social channels for that, as well as a full episode Wednesday morning with our reaction to the NBA Draft Lottery and where the Magic go next, what opportunities are in front of them. We'll rehash a lot of things we said today, but plenty to get to. For my everydayers, be sure to check, check, that, check that out. Um, we'll recap the NBA Draft Lottery tomorrow. Grab your lucky talismans. Do whatever you have to do. But enjoy the night, guys. We've earned a night where we don't have to stress over what ping pong balls do. The Magic are in a really, really good spot, in my opinion. And I'm really excited to see who the Magic will be able to add in the draft. And I'm excited to see where they land, as always, because, you know, fortune favors someone. And we'll find out who um, in a very few short hours. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.